0: We're back, back at the train tracks, talking about stop, look and listen. Great train track wisdom, but also perhaps good wisdom for anybody who's trying to discern God's will in their lives. So we talked about stopping, maybe making time to look, to seek out God's presence. We're gonna talk now about listening because if we're bringing something to God, perhaps a very important piece of that would be, if God were to speak to us, tearing the sky open or whispering to us, in our dreams, are we listening? And what are we listening for? I'm a very uh, loud person, so I'll be honest, like the quiet is a challenging thing for me. So sometimes that idea of lifting up in the quiet in those quiet times, a question to God or uh, seeking God's presence, I struggle the most with what feels like deafening silence. Silence is actually really important and describing God's presence. I'll give you an example. So when Elijah is fearing for his life and fleeing these people that would do him harm, he's in the mountains hoping for God to rescue him. And all of a sudden he hears this great rushing wind and he's like, this is it. God was not in the wind, it says. Then there was a um, an earthquake, Woo, booming, loud earthquake. But God was not in the earthquake, it said. Then there was literal like fire in the sky. I mean, talk about it. A firework show, right? But God was not in it. It says, God then spoke to him in the midst of crushing silence. He said, where are you going? What are you doing here, Elijah? I think that's an interesting one that idea that God speaks to us in the crushing silence, that we're gonna have to tune our ears maybe to more than just like the overt, the obvious, the booming, the wonders, some goat's gonna come to us and speak, or some donkey, or some really prophetic, exuberant preacher's gonna tell you everything. No, sometimes it's gonna come in this quiet, it's gonna come in this crushing silence, and we need to be prepared to listen. But uh, maybe a helpful thing would be then, what are we listening for? And if we're still gonna go to scriptures, then we need to consider the kind of stuff God says to people. Oftentimes it kicks off with a don't be afraid. Well, what would I have to be afraid of, right? What you have to be afraid of is often God comes to us with a challenge or an invitation. Rarely does God intervene into somebody's life in the story and go, hey, just keep on doing what you're doing. I got no comments on this. I see no fault in this. Just keep on going. No, usually it's like, hey, pick up your stuff, go to Nineveh. Hey, leave the lands of your father. Hey, you're going to have a baby. I know that sounds crazy, but you're going to have a baby. It's a lot of wild things sometimes that are brought to them that we know is working towards God's peace or God's hope, but it's it's particularly challenging. So if the word you're hearing or this tug or pull you're, you're experiencing in this silence is maybe towards something challenging, don't discredit that. Because that very well might be the voice of God, because God often does that. God often calls us to self-sacrifice or deference. If you feel that voice in your head is, you know what you need to do? Critique someone. Judge someone. Well, maybe that's not it, you know? God often comes to challenge us to a new obedience, a new way of life. When we're asking for God's guidance, I think it would be great if we would practice this hard work of listening, of pausing, listening, and listen for those calls that call us to imitate Jesus more closely, to be a person of peace, to bring about hope and restoration and healing. We can do that. Go team. Bye.